This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. It's another week here in the Northern Tier League and another week to dive into more sports recaps and standings and all kinds of analysis and what better place to do it than right here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Shane Wilbur, glad to be back with you here for another week. Joe Carrion, unfortunately, busy in the sports world as he is out uh, shooting some more sporting events here uh, in the listing area. So uh, Joe will not be here this week, but that's okay because, well, you know, as always, the show must go on, so more great uh, stuff to talk about here this week as we've got uh, lots of things coming up here in the Northern Tier League. Uh, we've got uh, district duels for wrestling action on the horizon, uh, district basketballs uh, on the horizon as well as uh, we'll have an updated look at some of those rankings coming up here in just a little while. But also, uh, we've got to talk about uh, the Northern Tier League race as well. Things are heating up there in both girls and boys basketball, and we'll recap some standings and uh, give you some updates on that coming up here as well. But as we begin this week's podcast, uh, first, I uh, want to take a quick moment and uh, kind of, I don't know if this is like a, a reflection, maybe an homage, something like that, uh, but something that just kind of uh, stood out to me here in uh, the sports world. It, it's interesting to see you know, how uh, the sports climate can be uh, when it comes uh, to girls and boys sports and whatnot, you know, and obviously uh, there's always a lot of debate on whether or not, you know, should boys play with girls in uh, athletics and should girls be allowed to participate in boys athletics. And, you know, for just a small moment, I hope that people can set that debate aside and just appreciate what we are seeing right now uh, when it comes to Northern Tier League wrestling. And uh, more specifically, uh, one uh, wrestler, Canton's Maya Lehman, I should say, because Lehman has done nothing short of be just an incredible competitor here over these last couple of weeks. I mean, Maya had uh, a big match, even in defeat. Uh, in their duel with Athens uh, just a week ago. And, you know, the other night, uh, I had the privilege of broadcasting uh, the Canton-Tawanda wrestling match. And not only uh, was I watching, you know, a a great wrestling match at 126 pounds, it was, uh, you know, just a a great set of uh, circumstances. Now, one, it was interesting because, you know, Maya Lehman has competed all over uh, weight classes this year. I mean, she's been uh, anywhere from 126 to 138. And for a change, she actually got to compete uh, at 126, uh, which I think is her more natural weight uh, overall, you know, one where she probably feels most confident uh, to compete. And she actually had that ability to do that uh, in the Tawanda match uh, the other night. But, you know, what was going on uh, on the mat, you know, the excitement there and everything, I mean, that was great. It really was. And, you know, it was a great uh, atmosphere uh, to watch her, you know, be able to uh, come out with the fall. 
But, you know, what I loved more about watching that match was, you know, it wasn't about, you know, whether or not, you know, was she was she a girl wrestling? Was she a boy wrestling? No, it was just more that, you know, she was out there competing. And, you know, you watch her battle for over four minutes in that matchup the other night. And, you know, she eventually picks up the fall. She gets the win. And more importantly, I mean, Canton actually needed uh, some pretty big team points at that time. And she was able to do that uh, for her team. And I got to tell you, you know, if you ever want to hear uh, some great, you know, kind of reflection and such, uh, you want to hear uh, some interesting reaction. You know, I did have the opportunity uh, to catch up with Maya after the matchup uh, with Tawanda. And I just want you to take a quick moment here and uh, just kind of listen and hear, uh, you know, some of the reaction uh, in her voice uh, here on the NTL Now podcast. All right, Maya, big win tonight for the Warriors. Big 45-27 win over Tawanda here this evening. But no probably bigger win of the night than yours at 126 pounds. Uh, be real, take me through kind of some of those stages of that match where you were just kind of doing your thing, it looked like. Well, I just learned not to panic when I get in bad situations, and it goes smoothly, I guess. <laughs> Maya, it was just an exciting matchup, and of course, you know, the, the gym just seemed to turn electric after that match of yours at 126 pounds. I mean, what was it like to be in this atmosphere tonight, knowing that you had the home crowd behind you the entire way? Feels great. It, I don't know, it makes me want to do it more and more every day. And now, I know you can't see it in that clip at all, but I wish that, you know, the Northern Tier League fans could actually have been there, you know, in that moment. And I hope that, you know, you take an opportunity to really try and just kind of picture uh, the smile that was on her face, knowing that, you know, not only had she picked up a big win uh, personally, but, you know, she had also helped her team uh, pick up a big win uh, over Tawanda as well. You know, the Warriors still competing uh, for the Northern Tier League title. So, I mean, that was a, a big matchup overall. But uh, what was even better, I should say, about this entire matchup is, you know, that her teammates – you know, they didn't sit down. They weren't, you know, just kind of uh, watching and just kind of seeing how this goes. You know, they were on their feet the entire time. And, you know, they were cheering for her. And what was great was you saw the referee's hand hits the mat, indicating, you know, that she had earned her victory by fall. And what was great was watching the celebration afterwards. I mean, it was like seeing that culmination of an athlete's hard work and practice, you know, all the drilling, uh, all the battles, you know, having to uh, fight, scrape, claw, everything else just finally come to that culmination. And it was almost like, you know, she had just earned that payoff from all that hard work at practice. Now, what's crazy here is, okay, and I don't want you to think that, you know, I'm over, you know, indulging this or anything. It was, this is just kind of like my own, you know, personal view of, of watching, you know, this moment uh, right in front of me. I mean, I know she's had other victories before, and definitely Maya's going to have plenty more to come. But, you know, this was just a moment that, you know, I know she's going to have to be able to talk about, you know, with her family and her teammates for a while. And what's just so interesting about all of this is, you know, I myself or mostly uh, none of the fans out there who are listening to this, you know, we're, we're never going to have 
that true answer, you know, if it's right for girls to participate in boys' sports and vice versa. But this much I know that until the state of Pennsylvania actually uh, starts uh, having girls-only wrestling teams, uh, you know, as other states have, uh, this is the high school sports world that we live in. And the one that uh, I hope most of our area fans are going to appreciate because what we're seeing right now out of a competitor like Maya Lehman is, you know, she keeps proving every week uh, of this wrestling season that she's not just involved in this sport of wrestling to participate, okay? She's participating in wrestling to win. And it's not just for herself, but it's for her team as well. And what's great is she's been a role model as well through, you know, this entire experience. And she's kind of showing, you know, the the younger generation that they can have a hope to one day as well compete in the sport of wrestling. You know, that wrestling isn't just uh, a sport for the boys. It's a a sport for everybody. It's an all-inclusive sport. And that's what's great about, uh, you know, the sport of wrestling in general and just, you know, watching, you know, this season unfold for her. Now, uh, obviously, she's not the first girl who's wrestled in our area. I mean, there's been uh, plenty before her. I mean, there's, uh, you know, some that are actually currently wrestling now. Um, I mean, I know beforehand, uh, back in past years, uh, there was uh, the young Canavino girl. Uh, there was, you know, uh, girls who have wrestled for Troy and other schools as well. Uh, Troy actually currently uh, has one as well in Lacey Hinman. But, you know, what's really awesome is uh, for right now, you know, just watching Maya compete uh, on a match-by-match basis, it's just awesome to see, you know, what she's doing uh, to show her part in the sport of wrestling, you know, that it isn't just a boy sport. As I said, you know, this is just a sport where two competitors line up and in the end, one's going to stand tall and at the end, another will endure defeat. And she doesn't ask for special treatment. She just goes out. She works hard. And last night, it was just awesome to see uh, all that hard work and all that uh, passion for the sport of wrestling come out as she was able to pick up that big fall and, you know, to hear the crowd roar and give her that big uh, round of applause last night. I mean, it was just one of those moments in the sport of wrestling that I hope, you know, we can uh, just kind of sit back and appreciate and uh, you know not only for Maya but uh, you know for girls in general girls for the future who may participate you know as I said if Pennsylvania doesn't uh, you know separate and make girls only wrestling teams hey you know this is the uh, the sports climate that we are in you know and I just I feel like you know this is just kind of one of those times where we really need to sit back and uh kind of just appreciate and respect kind of the heart of the champion, you know, because, I mean, she's had her ups, she's had her downs, you know, and, uh, you know, just for her to have a moment like that the other night and that Tawanda matchup, I mean, that was just something that, you know, you really had to be there to see with your own two eyes, and uh, I got to tell you, it was just something awesome, and, you know, like I said, I hope, uh, you know, there's a time that, you know, we can all just uh, respect and appreciate exactly what's going on here. Uh, you know, for Maya Lehman and uh, everything that uh, she's showing right uh, about the sport of wrestling. So, Maya, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I know there's going to be great things in store for you as uh, not only this season uh, comes to a close, 
but uh, also, you know, your your future wrestling seasons as well. And uh, I can't wait to see uh, where, you know, the future of uh, wrestling will uh, endure for you uh, coming up here uh, in the years to come. But, you know, for right now, it's just awesome. It's, it's a great moment. And uh, I appreciate all of you out there kind of uh, indulging me here uh, as we open the podcast this week. But, man, that was just something that was kind of stirring in my head uh, after uh, watching that moment and uh, something that I really just kind of had to find a way uh, to put into the podcast and hopefully, uh, you know, give everybody out there just kind of a sense of appreciation here uh, in the sport of wrestling and, uh, you know, just kind of a a feel-good story, I guess, uh, for the Northern Tier League as well. So, yes, that's uh, kind of my uh, opening monologue here for the NTL Now podcast this week. And, of course, uh, as I said, hey, we've got a lot to cover in this week's podcast. We've got uh, some basketball we're going to talk about. We've got some wrestling action to recap and, uh, you know, kind of give the uh, updated rankings on district duels as that's around the corner as well. So uh, I encourage you to stick around. Coming up here in just a bit, uh, we're going to dive into some Northern Tier League basketball. So, folks, uh, stick around. Coming up, we'll have that for you after a quick moment here to thank our good friends from Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast. And on Twitter by following at NTL Now. All right, Northern Tier League sports fans, welcome back here to the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber still here with you, and uh, let's get in to some Northern Tier League basketball, shall we? Because, well, some excitement is starting to brew in the Northern Tier League uh, over the last uh, just few days, I guess I should say. You know, last week, uh, Joe and I were here in the podcast, and uh, we were beaming uh, over the Wyalusing Rams uh, boys basketball team, and rightly so. I mean, they had only endured uh, one loss uh, up to that point of the season, but uh, however, it hasn't been the Wyalusing Rams that has been the uh, story of the NTL boys uh, season here over the last few days because uh, just a couple of days after Joe and I had finished last week's podcast, well, lo and behold, here come the Athens Wildcats again, and uh, unbelievable what has happened uh, with the Athens boys team here over the last couple of days as uh, not only uh, did they welcome uh, Wyalusing uh, into Athens and defeat the Rams? Uh, the Wildcats would then uh, go on the road uh, last night and uh, defeat the Troy Trojans. So, I mean, this Athens boys team starting to make a small push here towards the end of the season. I mean, Wyalusing right now, they are still leading the large school boys standings uh, at 13-2 and overall. And uh, right now, Wyalusing 9-1 and in the league. So, yes. Uh, they are still uh, the tops and the class of the NTL boys basketball standings, but don't look now. Here come the Athens boys as Coach Woodward uh, has his Wildcats 
primed and poised and ready to strike here in the uh, latter stretch of this regular season. And also uh, a big win earned by North Penn Mansfield last night as the Tigers uh, take down their rival uh, Wellsboro in a big matchup as well as North Penn Mansfield now sitting 9-6 and six, uh, with a 6-3 and three league record. And uh, coincidentally, Troy right now 7-6 and six overall and 6-3 uh, and three in the league. Now what's pivotal uh, about those two teams, North Penn Mansfield and Troy, is uh, Troy will actually be on the road at North Penn Mansfield coming up on Friday later this week. So, yes, there is uh, still some things to be uh, ironed out here as the regular season continues. But, uh, yeah, things definitely going to take an interesting shape here uh, in the regular season here for the large school standings. Now, of course, uh, Wellsboro right now, uh, after uh, last night's uh, loss at North Penn Mansfield, they fall to 9-7 and seven overall. They are 6-4 and four in the league standings and uh, Tawanda uh, rounding out uh, the large school division uh, on the boys' side. Now, of course, uh, last week we had the opportunity to talk with Coach Litzelman uh, from North Penn Liberty, and in the small school division, hey, right now it is North Penn Liberty who is uh, still carrying the load of the small school division in boys' basketball as North Penn Liberty uh, currently sits 13-1 and overall. They are 8-1 and in league play. Now, still sitting in the second spot is Northeast Bradford. Now, right now they are overall 8 Eight and seven, four and five in league play. Now Northeast Bradford last night found themselves on the uh, short end of the stick uh, on the road at Canton. Big win for the Warriors, much needed win for Canton as they try to keep their district playoff hopes alive. The Warriors now seven and seven overall on the season. They are three and six in league play with still some big matchups to come. Uh, Sarah right now six and seven overall. They are three and six in the league. Kalineski Valley uh, still not out of the play off hopes uh, they sit at five and nine right now two and seven overall but uh, you know they're still uh, gonna need uh, some some bounces to go their way so we'll see uh, how things fare out here for the Indians down the stretch and then of course Williamson uh, sitting at two and 12 overall uh, and 0 and 9 uh, in league play, but uh, yeah, it's like I said, you know, just like the large school and the small school, uh, you've got a lot of teams battling and uh, jockeying for position uh, right now. Of course, Northeast Bradford, Canton, and Sayre all hoping to uh, lay claim and uh, secure district playoff berths. But uh, you know, there's still uh, a few weeks left of the regular season. Well, I shouldn't say a few. I believe there's only like two and a half. So yes, uh, things are going to shake out here uh, very soon here in the uh, NTL season. Now, of course, let's go over to the girls' side of things uh, in the NTL girls' basketball standings. Athens right now continuing to pace the way in the large school as they are 11-2 and overall. They are 8-1 and in the league. Uh, Tawanda right behind them at 10-3 and overall and 8-1 and in the league. Now, it was actually Tawanda pulling a big win last week as they actually defeated Athens on their home court. So the Lady Black Knights uh, still doing well, and, uh, you know, they are right in the thick of things for the Northern Tier League large schools. So, I mean, this is going to be fun coming down the stretch here in girls basketball. Of course, you've got uh, Y Lucing at 6-8 and eight overall, 6-3 and three in the league. Wellsboro's 5-7 and seven overall, 5-4 uh, and four in league play. Uh, Troy and Williamson rounding out uh, the large school division there. And down in the small school, hey, Northeast Bradford, all they do is continue to win. I mean, they are 13-3 and three overall. 
Nine and one in the league. Kalineski Valley second behind them as they are seven and seven overall, five and four in uh, the small school standings. Now, of course, the Lady Warriors of Canton right behind them in third place, eight and seven overall, five and five in the league. North Penn Mansfield still eight and seven as well, three and six in the league. So, yes, I mean, you've got schools uh, jockeying again, uh, just like in the small school boys. You've got the small school girls standings with Kalineski Valley, Canton, and North Penn Mansfield all battling it out, jockeying for position, trying to get into uh, that NTL showcase uh, at the end of the season. So things going uh, very competitively here down the stretch in high school basketball action. And uh, what's great about it is uh, you just kind of sit back, relax, and uh, appreciate it because this is uh, exactly what high school sports are made of. I mean, they are made for you know great moments and uh, con- competition, I should say, all the way down through uh, until the end. And right now, that is exactly what we are getting here in high school basketball, especially right here in the Northern Tier League. But uh, with that being said, what do you say we go and uh, check out some District 4 standings, huh? Because uh, it's not records so much, but power ratings that will determine... Uh, exactly how District 4 basketball is uh, going to take shape once the uh, playoffs uh, commence here in uh, just a couple of short weeks. Now, of course, uh, right now, looking in the boys' Class A basketball playoff preview uh, as the rankings are out uh, as of today, uh, you've got uh, in the boys in Class A, you've got North Penn Liberty right now. They are uh, the top seed uh, in Class A as the rankings sit right now at 13-1, and one, uh, right behind them, uh, St. John Newman. They are always a powerhouse in Class A. Sullivan County right behind them. And, of course, uh, you know that's going to be a big bracket, but good to see right now Coach Litzelman and the Mounties uh, sitting uh, topside in Class A. Now let's go to the District 4 Class 2A rankings right now for boys basketball where you've got Wyalusing sitting atop the 2 a uh, rankings right now at 13 and 2. Uh, right behind them, you've got Bloomsburg, Millville, and then uh, NTL foes in Northeast Bradford, Sayre, and Canton all sitting there uh, in the 2A bracket. Now, of course, uh, qualifications for District 4 basketball, just so everybody knows out there, uh, you have to finish uh, in the top eight in the power rankings or at least B500. And uh, looking at the 2A bracket anyway, looks like top eight is uh, where the cutoff's going to be as of right now, as uh, teams below that ranking right now do not have a 500 or better record. But yeah, so far in the Class 2A bracket uh, in the uh, standing so far, it is Wyalusing Valley as the top seed, Northeast Bradford sitting in fourth, Sare five, and Canton is six in the Class uh, 2A standings. Now let's go over to the Class AAA standings where Loyal Sock, Hughesville, and Mount Carmel uh, get things going in the top three. Central Columbia rounds out the top four, but it is all uh, NTL after that as Wellsboro, North Penn, Mansfield, and Troy all round out the uh, five, six, and seven spots right now in the AAA standings. So that's where uh, things sit uh, in the AAA playoff previews. Of course, uh, you know, the NTL still with a chance to uh, maybe crack things uh, up into the top. But, I mean, there's some really good records up there in the top four. But, uh, you know, still, as I said, uh, some time to be played here in the regular season. Uh, looking at some of the other uh, 
brackets and standings right now. Looks like in Class 4A, uh, Athens right now sitting in the four spot as they right now sit, uh, you know, with the top four and a chance to at least possibly uh, bring home a, uh, you know, playoff game anyway to at least be able to host. So that will definitely be a good thing uh, for the Wildcats if they're able to host. So that right there, kind of the boys recap uh, on the District 4 side of things. Now on the flip side, uh, let's head over to the District 4 girls standings and uh, we'll get kind of an idea of what's going on there. Now right now uh, in Class A again uh, and same uh, standings and such apply to District 4 girls basketball as well. You know, you have to be top eight uh, in your bracket or in your standings, rather, and at least have a 500 or better record. Right now in Class A, it is Sullivan County and Northeast Bradford as the top two seeds in Class A. Uh, if the playoffs actually started this week, Sullivan County would be the top seed. Northeast Bradford would be the two. But uh, right now, uh, if I had to guess, I would say, uh, you know, looking at some of the other records here and some of the other other teams I would say uh, you know Northeast Bradford being in the two spot right now probably a good thing given the fact that uh, throughout the uh, playoff run uh, Sullivan County looks like they would have to meet up with Millville uh, on the uh, way through the District 4 playoffs if the playoffs started this week but I mean right now for Northeast Bradford uh, still in contention very much so for that top spot, but right now, uh, Northeast Bradford uh, sitting in the two spot. All right, let's go to the 2A bracket. Now, of course, uh, the class of that is going to be Mount Carmel. They are absolutely uh, the powerhouse of District 4 in girls basketball. They've got uh, just championship banners and plaques hanging all throughout that uh, school, but right now, uh, just looking at uh, the rankings in Class AA uh, in girls basketball, you've got North Penn Mansfield as the five, Kalineski Valley sitting six, Canton sitting seven, and uh, that was right there, the lone schools in the NTL there in uh, Class AA. Now let's go to AAA, where in girls basketball, you've got uh, the highest NTL ranking right now. Tawanda sitting in the four spot. Uh, other NTL teams involved. Uh, Wellsboro uh, rounding out the top eight as well. So uh, Tawanda, you know, right in the thick of things there. In uh, AAA, actually with a chance probably to at least get into maybe the uh, top two Anyway, as uh, Bloomsburg uh, only a game ahead of the Lady Knights uh, up in the two spot. All right, let's go to Class 4A, where right now it is Athens sitting as the two seed in this week's uh, rankings, just behind Danville, who sits in the top spot. Athens 11-2 and overall. Danville's 12-2, and so Athens uh, pretty much just a half game behind uh, Danville in the standings there as they look to try and uh, get up into that top spot there. And uh, those round out the girls' District 4 rankings uh, for basketball as well. So that's where we kind of sit, uh, not only in Northern Tier League basketball, but District 4 basketball as well. So definitely uh, going to be an interesting rest of the regular season here coming up now as far as broadcasting-wise goes. Uh, basketball will uh, be a big focus coming down the stretch of the regular sports season. Uh, got 
got some wrestling action yet to finish up, but yes, definitely got some basketball coming up here in these uh, next couple of weeks, so going to be interesting to see uh, how everything unfolds, but definitely looking forward to getting back and uh, covering some hoops action here over the next week or so. So that is the completed update for NTL and boys basketball action, and uh, that means it's time to do the transition again and get ready to talk some Northern Tier League wrestling and also uh, break down the standings for the District 4 duels as well coming up in wrestling as well. But before we get into some wrestling talk, let's first step aside again. We'll thank our good friends from Circle W Sports and coming back with some more NTL and District 4 wrestling talk right after this on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports. The new name in the game for high school sports. Remember, Northern Tier League sports fans, you can follow the Northern Tier League online at ntlsports.com and, of course, on Facebook as well by searching Northern Tier League. And, of course, remember, uh, you know, as the District 4 playoffs uh, get going, remember you can check up-to-date standings at piaad4.net or, of course, uh, you know, follow District 4 on Facebook as well, uh, PIAA District 4. So all kinds of areas where you can get uh, your Northern Tier League and District District 4 sports information, but, uh, you know, we'll uh, dive more into that as the weeks and standings and such are needed. But uh, for right now, hey, let's get into some NTL and District 4 wrestling conversation, shall we? Because, well, it is uh, definitely that time of the year to start keeping track of uh, not only uh, the Northern Tier League title, but also the District 4 duels. And, of course, individuals uh, will be on the horizon as well. But uh, as we look at things right now, hey, uh, you know, the Canton Warriors still the uh, leading dog in the fight right now as Canton gets the big win uh, over the Black Knights uh, in NTL wrestling action the other night as they down the Black Knights by a final score of 45 uh, to 27. Now, of course, uh, as you were, uh, you know, kind of rejoining here on the podcast, uh, obviously, you know, uh, after uh, listening to the opening monologue a little while ago, hey, you know, one of the big matches uh, last night, obviously, was uh, Maya Lehman's uh, big match at 126 pounds last night as she's able to pick up uh, the big win uh, over Garrett Chapman of Tawanda, you know, with that big fall at 126. I'll tell you another matchup last night uh, in that uh, action that I found uh, quite uh, appealing as well. What a battle for Bailey Ferguson. The freshman for Canton picks up his 23rd win of the season as uh, he downs senior Tyler Holly for Tawanda. Uh, Ferguson and Holly, I mean, they had some nice flurries going in that action. And uh, Ferguson uh, was able to pick up the big 4-3 win. So, uh, you know, a nice win there uh, for the Warriors too. And then, of course, uh, you know, as uh, freshman Hayden Ward continues his great season, I mean, he wins by tech fall for the Warriors. And then, of course, uh, you know, you've got uh, Riley Parker who bumps up a weight up to 152 last night. He gets a big tech fall over Joe Vanderpool uh, in the action as well. Uh, one of the interesting matchups last night, uh, I think, was, uh, you know, at 160 pounds. 
Downs. Uh, you know, Will Bowen last night, a real dog for the Black Knights. As uh, him and Brennan Taylor, I mean, they went kind of round and round for a little bit. And Bowen just, you know, kind of took over and uh, really showed a, a feat of strength last night. As he uh, would lock up a big headlock on Taylor and uh, put him to the mat uh, for, you know, a, a big fall last night uh, for the Black Knights. And, you know, what what's interesting about that one is, I mean, that's going to be something I think we're going to see coming up uh, once postseason hits. I mean, that 160 bracket, if indeed that's where Taylor could be, I mean, you're going to see uh, a kid like a Brennan Taylor who's been a very aggressive freshman. I mean, he got the big fall for him last week at Athens. And for Bowen to be able to step out and, uh, you know, pin the freshman like that, I mean, that's a, that's a big step. But, you know, I mean, uh, knowing a, a kid with the fire like Taylor, you know he's going to learn from that. Uh, he's going to bounce back. And if uh, those two indeed are in the 160 bracket coming up later on, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun coming up uh, when postseason rolls around. And then, of course, you know, at the top where uh, Canton has the hammers, uh, Timmy Ward uh, at 170 pounds, he gets a big pin last night. Chance Del Jonovan, uh, you know, he gets put in the lineup last night as uh, Canton bumps Garrett Storch and Ather Tennealy. Del Jonovan gets a pin at 182, Storch for Canton a pin at 95, and uh, Ather Tennealy then. Uh, with a decision at 220 and uh, credit Aaron Hurlt for Tawanda. He sent the Black Knights out on a big note as uh, Hurlt who's usually at 220. Actually him and Williams I think both uh, have been uh, at 220 this year. I mean those two could be locking up as well uh, once postseason comes around. Hurlt gets the big win last night as he downs Williams by a score of 5-1 to one. but uh, yeah I mean what was really interesting uh, about that matchup is you know yes Canton got the 45-27 win. That was a 24-all matchup uh, after the 160 match with Bowen and Taylor. And then, uh, you know, it was three straight falls from Ward, Deljanovan, and Storch that really helped uh, get the Warriors out uh, to their big lead and then uh, eventually would, uh, you know, keep the uh, momentum on their side and uh, get the win. But yeah, just a, a great night overall uh, of high school wrestling there in the Warriors gymnasium and uh, one other props as well. Kudos to uh, Chris Boggs from uh, Bi- from uh, Boggs High Tech Solutions and Technology and the whole nine yards as uh, Chris Boggs has really uh, helped set up a really nice light show there in the gym. So if you ever get a chance to go check out a wrestling match in the Canton gym, uh, definitely encourage you to do that. But another big matchup last night in uh, Northern Tier League Wrestling, uh, believe it or not, uh, Athens and Wyalusing were uh, locking it up last night in a big duel as well. And, uh, you know, after watching uh, the way that... Uh, Athens had given Canton such a run and, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, Canton had uh, had their way with Wyalusing earlier in the season. I mean, what a win last night for the Wyalusing Rams. Yes, Wyalusing upending the Wildcats last night, 40-37 in wrestling action. And I'm telling you, the Rams came out on all forces as they jumped out to, what, a 30 to nothing lead, I believe. They got pins uh, all the way from 126 to 152 to, uh, you know, kind of get that match started. Uh, you had Dawson Keeney, Nicholas Woodruff, Skyler Manahan, Colburn Nolan, and Logan Newton all securing falls uh, for the Rams to get the evening started before finally Riley Hall of Athens gets the Rams on the board as he picks up a fall at 160. And then after that, you know, uh, both teams uh, kind of exchange some wins as uh, Alex Hunsinger for Wyalusing gets a win at 170. 
Uh, Alex West, Ben Pernicelli for Athens go uh, with wins at 82 and 95. Uh, Athens actually has the forfeit at 220, so Jackson Chilson uh, wins by forfeit and at 220 pounds uh, after that with four bouts to go in the uh, duel. Uh, Athens, uh, you know, still trailing. Uh, by a score of 40 to 18. And then here we go with Athens as, uh, you know, that uh, section of weight from 285 to 120 for the Wildcats. That's a very uh, big uh, turn uh, for Athens and uh, some of their better point getters in their lineup. As uh, Keegan Braun, he gets the fall at 285. Then you turn it around, you got the Setzers at 6 and 120. And of course, Gavin Bradley at 13. Uh, Kyler Setzer picked up a major decision at 1. Gavin Bradley uh, wins by forfeit at 13. And uh, Caden Setzer actually uh, wins by decision over Hunter Manahan at 120. But, uh, you know, kudos to Boyd and uh, Manahan at one uh, at 106 and 120 for Wyalusing. I mean, those were pivotal matchups uh, coming down the stretch there. And for Boyd and Manahan not to give up any bonus points there uh, really helped out the Wyalusing Rams into hanging on down the stretch there to secure that. 40 to 37 win but uh, still a big win for the Rams uh, over the Wildcats last night now something else that kind of uh, stuck out to me uh, in this matchup with uh, Wyalusing and Athens and what really has me excited uh, for sectionals coming up here in just a couple of weeks is I'm telling you I think this 145 bracket uh, coming up for sectionals in the uh, north section could be a whole lot of intrigue. Now, of course, a lot of that's going to determine or be determined rather uh, on the uh, kind of end decision of where Sullivan County's Nate Higley decides he wants to go. Because if Higley's at 45, he's obviously going to be the class of the bracket. If he drops down to 38, he'll be the class of that bracket. But let's just go on the whim and projection action that Higley drops to 38 and 45 is kind of a wide open field here uh, at sectionals and uh, you know looking at some of the kids who have competed there okay you've got Carter Rood of Athens you've got Colburn Nolan of Wyalusing you've got Riley Parker of Canton also you know you could probably throw in Evan Johnson there of Tawanda as well I mean we've got a lot of intrigue I think in this 145 pound bracket I think what's really interesting about this night was, you know, watching uh, Carter Rude. You know, he's had some really nice matchups this year. And then all of a sudden, Colburn Nolan of Wyalusing, he ends up getting the fall over Carter Rude uh, in this matchup uh, in uh, 435 uh, in this uh, duel with Wyalusing and Athens. So, yes, the Rams grappler gets the better of Carter Rude there. What's interesting about this whole thing is Carter Rude got the fall over Riley Parker in the Athens Canton duel. But Parker pinned Nolan in the uh, Wyalusing duel uh, with Canton, I believe. I think I have that right. I could be wrong, but I know Parker got the win. I don't know if it was uh, by fall. I'll have to uh, go back and double-check that here uh, really quick. But I know Parker got the win uh, in that duel uh, when Wyalusing came to Canton. And just quickly uh, double-checking that, yes, Parker pinned uh, Nolan in that uh, duel with Canton and Wyalusing. So, yeah, go ahead and try and figure out the 145-pound bracket because I have absolutely no clue on uh, how this whole thing is going to shake out. Now, of course, you know, a lot of this is going to depend on, you know, does everybody stay in the bracket or guys going to drop or guys going to go up? 
Eh, I don't know. We'll wait and see. We'll find out. But, you know, still uh, great things, uh, you know, to kind of think about here as the wrestling postseason is on the horizon. Now, something else that I think is a little interesting here coming up is, uh, you know, we've still got uh, the rivalry matchup on the horizon with Canton and Troy coming up uh, this week, which, of course, I'll have on Wiggle 100 as well. I'm interested to see, uh, you know, this rivalry matchup come to fruition here uh, on uh, Thursday night but uh, what's kind of interesting and uh, what I'm intrigued about is uh, let's uh, let's let's paint this 106 matchup here coming up on uh, this rivalry matchup because Seth Seymour and Isaac Landis I think are going to be probably on a collision course uh, for uh, sectionals as well here in just a couple of weeks but Seymour and Landis already got a match under their belt this season Seymour uh, winning over Landis at New Oxford last week in the New Oxford final by a score of 7 to nothing. I've got to figure the Warrior Junior he's going to be uh, fired up a little bit for this one coming up uh, in that rivalry matchup. But hey, Seth Seymour, you know, he is uh, pretty much just honing uh, kind of that attitude and uh, what do I want to say, like mantra of his older brother, Sheldon. You know, there's nothing flashy about this kid. He just goes out, he's solid, he grapples, he wrestles. And, you know, uh, Seymour earning that win over Landis. But, you know, uh, once, uh, you know, you are the uh, victor, now you are the one who's going to be gunned after. And now you've got uh, a kid like Isaac Landis, you know, who's had some big wins along the way for himself. He's going to be fired up and uh, have a little extra juice, I think, coming into this rivalry matchup. But, yeah, just something, you know, to kind of uh, set the plate for that one coming up. And, uh, yes, I will have that one coming up Thursday night on Wiggle 100 and uh, looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, the Warriors will celebrate senior night uh, coming up uh, on Thursday when they welcome in Troy. So, yes, a lot of intrigue uh, around that as Canton's actually looking for their first uh, NTL outright title since 2005, and they can do that uh, with a win over Troy uh, coming up on Thursday. Now, of course, uh, Troy, they are currently in the mix, uh, not only uh, for, you know, trying to muck up the waters for Canton in the NTL, but they are trying as well to uh, you know get into the district duels and uh, as we transition here to some district duels talk uh, let's quickly just go through uh, some updated standings here for district duels Uh, Mitch Rupert you know as I always uh, lean on for updated rankings and records and such has actually updated the uh, rankings and records uh, earlier today and uh, so far what we have here are 14 teams that are already clinched for the district duels in uh, wrestling uh, that will uh, come our way next week. Now the cutoff for all wrestling action to be completed is coming up on Saturday so all duels have to be done by Saturday but right now as we look at the district duels uh, rankings I'll just go through NTL teams first okay. Highest ranking NTL teams right now in district duels Canton right now is the third seed Wyalusing is the eight Tawanda is 10 Athens is 11 and Troy right now in the updated standings is 17 with an outside shot to still qualify for duels now they have to go one and one this week uh, in order for uh, them to qualify now that means uh, even if they lose to Canton uh, on Thursday they can still qualify by beating Sullivan County on Saturday but if the Trojans go over and two they will not qualify 
uh, for district duels. Now let's go through the complete list here of the district duels rankings. Okay, Montoursville right now is the top seed. Line Mountain is two, as I said. Canton's three. Uh, Benton, Southern Columbia, Mount Carmel, and Muncie go five through seven. Uh, Milton is sitting at nine between Wyalusing and Tawanda at eight and ten. And then of course uh, Mifflinburg, Montgomery, Warrior Run are the other three teams to round out the top fourteen that have clinched. And then, of course, uh, Hughesville, Central Columbia, Troy, and Lewisburg all still battling uh, for an opportunity to get into district duels. But uh, if anybody out there is wondering, okay, let's just put this into perspective that, uh, you know, if uh, the season uh, were to culminate uh, today, uh, it would be, uh, let's see here, Hughesville, Central Columbia, and Troy would all be in. Lewisburg would not be. So you'd probably have a Central Columbia-Troy pigtail on Monday. And then that would set the stage uh, for the winner of that to round out the top 16. But uh, as of right now, it looks like Canton and Wyalusing will uh, at least uh, qualify for a home matchup coming in uh, district duels. And then, of course, uh, you'll have Tawanda and Athens and possibly Troy uh, on the road uh, once district duels come into play uh, next Wednesday. But uh, as I said, I think uh, Troy is more than likely, depending on how some other duels uh, shake out, if Troy qualifies, uh, more than likely they are either going to be uh, the 16 seed or at least find themselves in a pigtail matchup uh, early next week. But, hey, you know, still uh, to be able to – you know, qualify for district duels is still what you want to do. And hey, sometimes all you need to do is get into the dance. But yeah, those right there. Uh, the updated uh, District 4 dual standings. So looking forward uh, to those as well coming up here uh, next week. And uh, I'll uh, kind of check out matchups and such and see exactly uh, where I'm going to go. Now, of course, I uh, won't be covering them on radio. But, uh, of course, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at Wiggleshane. I'll probably uh, take in a District Duel next Wednesday and, uh, you know, check out uh, some of the exciting action there. I tend to like to do that uh, when I have uh, the opportunity to do so. But uh, that right there wraps up. Uh, some of the NTL and District 4 wrestling talk here on the podcast this week. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, put that to bed and uh, get ready for some more exciting action uh, coming up here as the rest of the week unfolds. Now, of course, as I said, uh, still some wrestling action to cover here uh, this week. Got Troy and Canton wrestling action coming up on Wiggle 100 uh, on Thursday night. And then, of course, uh, we'll be looking forward uh, to some uh, action as well. Uh, with uh, Troy and Sullivan County uh, coming up on Saturday. Now, I won't be covering that on radio. Weather permitting, I might actually go over and uh, check that one out just because, you know, it is uh, senior night for the Trojans. I kind of like to go see uh, them. And also, I haven't yet seen Sullivan County. I'm kind of intrigued by that team as well. You know, I mean, they've got uh, some interesting uh, guys in their lineup that I think are going to make some noise uh, come postseason. So, yeah, kind of interested and uh, intrigued to go and see uh, Sullivan County. So weather permitting, uh, who knows, maybe I'll uh, venture over and uh, check that action out as well. But uh, again, uh, you know, just want to take some time out there and uh, again, encourage uh, all the listeners out there. Hey, keep dropping us uh, all the feedback you want. And uh, thanks again for all of the follows and uh, great, uh, you know, likes and everything else along the social media platforms. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, NTL Now Podcast. You can follow us uh, on Instagram as well, uh, NTL Now Podcast. And of course, uh, on Twitter as well, at NTL Now. So regardless, 
regardless of uh, how you like, how you follow, uh, it doesn't matter to me. Just uh, keep doing it and uh, encourage your friends to do so as well. I'm kind of in the process right now of uh, working on some potential giveaways to uh, increase that social media following. So, yes, uh, big thanks for all of you listeners out there because, uh, seriously, uh, without you, this podcast is not possible. And uh, I'm really glad that uh, the feedback and the reception has been as good as it has been. And, uh, you know, like I said, keep enjoying. And uh, I'm going to keep uh, churning all these uh, podcasts out uh, with myself, Joe Carrion, and the help of uh, a lot of sponsors, you know, both uh, current and uh, future, because uh, definitely going to hope to increase uh, the sponsorship for this as well as, uh, you know, the uh, episodes increase. But anyway, uh, again, a big thank you to everybody out there. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and uh, I'll look forward to talking to you next week, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring Joe Carey on back and uh, get ready to break down more as both the wrestling postseason and the basketball postseason are on the horizon. So have yourselves a great rest of your week. I'm Shane Wilbur. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the NTL Now podcast. As always, an exclusive presentation of Circle W Sports and Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.